DraftSociety.com presents a Premier League Draft Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to the Key Pass Collective. Your exclusive source for the information, analysis, and advice you need to dominate your fantasy leagues. Come on in. We've been expecting you. Welcome in Draft Heads. What is going on? Welcome to everyone in chat. I am so humbled that you've decided to spend your international break with us here tonight on this live stream. Um, welcome to the KPC. Welcome to the Key Pass Collective. Reminder, uh, this is the audio companion to the Draft Society website. So if you've not been to the Draft Society, please do that ASAP. It's going to have everything you need to dominate uh, your fantasy football league. So if you're interested in draft fantasy football, something got you here, whether you're listening to the podcast or whether you're on the live stream, let's get you over to the Draft Society and get you all the tools, all the rankings, all the advice, all the articles that you need to absolutely dominate your league. Welcome in. Happy international break. My name is Joe Williams. I will be your host for this particular episode. Um, let's talk about a couple things quickly, just in terms of, um, I mentioned the draft society. Let me give you kind of the rundown on some of the things going on over there. So we have uh, a members only section, subscribers only section called the inner circle. Um, we would really be tickled if you join that. It, uh, it offers you several benefits. The main one, however, is the fantasy toolkit and the fantasy toolkit is going to be, um, a, be- a bespoke tool that is actually going to, um, According to your fan track secret ID, it's going to give you personalized recommendations for players to add every single week from the waiver wire. It's going to give you personalized recommendations in terms of who you might want to drop from your team, um, who has the best rest of season value, all these different things. It's over there on the fantasy toolkit. You can get that with the season pass. Otherwise, you can join the monthly pass and get all the other benefits aside from the fantasy toolkit. And those include things like our rest of season player rankings that are updated weekly, player points projections, sortable consensus ranks, which will come out this week. Every international break, we do sortable consensus ranks from anywhere between usually five to seven to eight different um, rankers, different analysts. So you'll have a, a bunch of different takes for those. We have a set piece taker tracker. We have a ghost point tracker. Uh, you can get on our inner circle discord you can get confidential trade advice, all kinds of stuff on there. So we would be absolutely humbled um, and appreciated if you would think about joining the Inner Circle and uh, supporting an independent fantasy football website, which is exactly what we are. All right. Today on the Key Pass Collective, we are talking trades. We are going to be talking trades, a lot of them. We have all, um, I've given the guys four different kind of categories uh, that will make a lot of sense once you see the the trade continuum, but it'll make a lot of sense. And we're going to talk players in those various different categories. Um, then after that, we're going to discuss a few players that we've been having a little bit of trouble putting our finger on in terms of their value. So we've each got some players to ask the rest of the panel about and see how they feel, see what they're thinking in terms of um, player valuation. And, um, if we are sort of thinking about that player the right way or the wrong way, or we need to be convinced otherwise. 
And then, of course, as we continue throughout the evening, feel free to send us your questions. We've also got some that were submitted on Twitter, so we'll get to those if we can. Uh, but yeah, throughout the evening here, as we are spending time together, feel free to send us uh, any questions in chat, and uh, especially if they pertain to trades. And we'll try to get to as many of those as we can. Uh, and then we'll cut to some more at the, at the very end if we have time remaining. All right. First, though, let's bring in the team. We have Ryan Barnes. We have Toddy Andor. We have Banta B. Sanji. Welcome in, boys. And you know the first thing I'm going to have to ask you. How was it being all together in one place, savoring a pint, enjoying each other's company? How did, how did it go? Just one pint? I'm surprised I even remember the day, to be honest. <laughs> what was it, Friday? Was it, was it, was it, no, a, it was Saturday, Saturday. Was yeah, it Saturday? Yeah. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah, Saturday. Yeah. We were together we Friday, too, though. We oh, gotcha. yeah. Friday too. yeah. We just slept in different locations, but the the uh, festivities were non-stop. Yeah. It was brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Did we amazing. did we coax any uh listeners out of the out of the woodwork to come and join? We, we did. We did. We had uh Hunted Man, Ori. Um then we had uh, Jacob. And we had Colin. Wow! So it was, it was a proper palooza. Yeah, that's incredible. I the community is amazing, man. Like, uh, what other community would you feel comfortable just meeting up random strangers because you all play a really niche form of fantasy? Like, <laughs> it's absolutely amazing to me. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I enjoy telling my family that uh, I'm going to meet a bunch of men that I've met off the internet that I've never seen. Um, oh, how did you meet them? Or oh, playing a game. Yeah. It, it, it always yeah, hits the same way. You did, you did need to turn on your GPS on your phone before you left, didn't you? Yeah. yeah somebody in chat said furries. S. Hengis, how dare you? Um, no, 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 no. But we do dress up in other ways. We, we put kits on grown men who are pretending to be footballers by, by putting kits on. We do that quite often. Um, <laughs> yep. anything else to share about, uh, about the time, about the visit, Ryan, how, how were the, the games? I mean, the best game, obviously, Tati would yeah. concur, um, <laughs> was on Sunday in Emirates. However, we had a, we had a great time at at Brighton, that was a an awesome day out. Uh, I would definitely recommend the listeners to go down to Brighton. Great town, um, great atmosphere and experience going to the game. Um, shout out to to Newcastle supporters. They were we were right next to them. They were singing the entire game despite getting battered. Um, and Toddy and I were right next to the Manchester United supporters, and they were abysmal. So, <laughs> yeah, was fair. Yep. Were they actually? Or are you just saying that because you of your? Yeah, they were, they were. They were pretty bad. They weren't. They weren't vocal at all. And and we had just we had just experienced honestly, the the, the Toon Army has did not stop singing. Mm. It was it was epic, and they yeah. were three at three nailed down. Yeah, didn't didn't face them. That's cool. Although they're. One of their 
songs was really stupid. Um, to to <laughs> it, was Shit, it was quite catchy, though. Come on, no. <laughs> it was very catchy. Was just, they just listed a bunch of places in, in Europe um, that they're not even going to in their Champions League uh, group. And, uh, <laughs> to be fair, I've, 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 I've um, researched it. And they actually started singing it um, at the end of last season when Champions League co- uh, qualification was confirmed. So it, it gives them some leeway on, on the actual places. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Part of the lyric uh, mentions or, uh, their 1997 uh, time in the Champions League as well. So I think that's the reference. Uh, and But the other countries are probably just for the sake of rhyming. Um, but yeah, it's a brilliant tune. Um, my only surprising thing about tonight's stream is that I thought Totti would be wearing an Arsenal kit based on his uh, <laughs> dancing. Swept picture. up in the moment. I mean, we're human. <laughs> of course. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, and also the enemy of my enemy is my friend. There it is. So. Fair, fair. What a game, lads. I mean, oh my God. To be able to see that one live, I can't even imagine. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was pretty epic. I'm still getting my voice back <laughs> <laughs> it's all that 15 days of unstoppable drinking that's yeah yeah, yeah that, that certainly hasn't helped <laughs> well <laughs> listeners should stay tuned over the next i don't know uh eight months maybe year because uh benji wade who is currently in chat uh has hinted that he wants to try to get another trip together and uh he's told me that I'll, i need to make that one and i don't have a choice so he's thinking maybe May. Good we'll point. see what happens. That would be amazing. Um, hey, I'll do what I can. I will, I'll do what I can. Um, school, obviously, a bit of a hindrance, but I got time off. I can figure it out. So Benji, plan it. We'll try to figure it out. Um, cool. All right, guys. Well, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed yourselves. Obviously, still huge amount of FOMO, but um, the pictures looked amazing. And um, yeah. You guys are silly. I love it. All right. Let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about some trades. So I made this last two years ago, maybe. I don't I don't even know. But one day I was bored and decided to make a trade value continuum. And as you can see on the screen, I'll explain it for audio listeners. Um, basically, you've got the the best of the best section is the top right quadrant. Um, these are players that are performing better than expected. Um, and their price is going to be high. And you currently roster them. These are called sell highs. Uh, next, the next best you could argue would be a player who's struggling in form. And you have some sort of insider knowledge or a gut feeling that they are going to come good. These are your buy lows. Then I would say the next probably, if this isn't best, we're, at this point, you're basically kind of losing value. But players who are performing well, um, their price is going to be quite high, but you still want to bring them in anyway. So these are your buy highs. And then finally, players struggling for form or inclusion in the 11 and you just had enough. These are your sell lows. So these are your players. You're, I mean, if you can't get them out of your team on a on a trade or to bring in some fab, I think as Ryan will probably remind everybody, a couple dollars of fab here and there is is worth a lot in the end. But um, if you can't, 
then you're just going to, you're going to probably end up dropping them at that point. So those are your sell lows. So we have all um, sort of written down and, and thought about some of our candidates for each one of these quadrants in this trade value continuum. And we're going to talk through those. And what I would love for us to do is just have you guys kind of present uh, your player for each of the, the, the quadrants here for each of the, the categories. And then maybe we think about some, some players who you might target in terms of either bringing in um, or target, you know, in terms of um, what might it take to get said player off of another manager. Uh, so in that way, we'll just kind of talk through trades and we'll get to a lot of player valuations and we'll end up talking about um, a lot of player form and I know potential inclusion in the 11 going forward. A lot of that's just going to kind of come up naturally. So let's, let's roll to it. Sell low. We're going to start with your sell lows. So this is bottom of the barrel. This is why we start with it because we still have a lot of energy. Um, if we did this one later in the show, we might all just log off immediately, but Sell low. We're going to start with the duds. So, Toddy, do you want to kick us off? Which players, even though they are struggling for form, are you trying to ship out? Well, I um, we did bet for Havertz to have uh, two-plus goals um, in this game that we went to watch, uh, <laughs> which was a bit optimistic. I will, yeah, you I can will, say that. Um, I will grant you that, but um, <laughs> but seeing him play in real life um, reiterated some feelings and uh, and sort of pushed down some uh, positive ones that I that I had about his about his uh, prowess. Uh, I don't think you can. I mean, Robbie will will say that you can you can trade him away because he just traded him away to me. Um, we did a Joachim Anderson for Kai Havertz deal just before the weekend, um, which was um, which kind of ties our last pod well to this one because we I did say that um, Joachim Anderson is a sell high mm. uh, in the inaugural what's in the box segment. Uh, so yeah, I think if you if you can find someone who who believes that uh, Havers is the fifth sixth round pick uh, in disguise that he still that he was uh, a few weeks ago, uh, then then it's worth um, looking at the trade. Still wouldn't drop him, but um, uh, the, it will it will turn. So the next two or three weeks will be. Mm -hmm. vital um for his uh, long-term value um i wanted to put yoshko guardiol here here because most of our listeners most of our um serious uh fans and most of the serious draft people uh will have already uh decided on either never picking him up or not even or dropping him uh, at first sight uh, but I think we need to cater to the somewhat um, new beers, uh, new beer listeners uh, of ours, uh, and and yeah, don't roster uh, city defenders. You can stream them uh, if you want. I I would. Our, the game against Sheffield United underlines the reason why we 
why we advise against it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, even us, we do we do it sometimes in an instance like Sheffield United, and we burn ourselves and vow to never again do it again. So uh, it's just out on City defenders as a whole. And Bernardo Silva, obviously, the signs were already there last season. Um, he had one very good season, and otherwise, he's a medium to bad um, <laughs> fantasy asset. The issue with <laughs> the issue issue with with Silva, I think, is that he is a player because he plays a relatively attacking role for the best attack in the world you can't bench him if you have him on roster yeah because all the other players i mean most of the players that we have um we are low on we can bench them and wait for a good matchup if if their upside is high or something like that but with silva if he's in the starting lineup you have to play him if you're holding him as a as a handcuff you're holding him to play him if your other city assets don't play and the issue is if you play him he gets you five points he yeah. will have one of those games where he goes 12 like two weeks ago he'll have a, a goal and assist here and there but but his floor is very low and um, his upside is minimal so i would try to convince uh, city asset roster to to pick him up as a as a safety net and um, get someone on form uh, get someone who is who has less name value um, to try to get to trade in my ideal trade-in target for Bernardo Silva would be Taiwo Awoni oh interesting yeah I was going to ask you if you had any targets for these guys like, who are you hoping to get in for Kai? You mentioned Anderson. Yeah, I was the one who got Kai in for Anderson, and I still, oh. would, I, I still probably would do that deal. Um, so, essentially, at this point, I doubt that you can find enough value to trade out Kai. Um, so he's he's a sell low, but but not very low. Like, I died. <laughs> I mean, if you if you can get, I don't know. We'll we'll go on to uh, the the out of form, yeah, um, buy low mm -hmm. types, and we might find someone who who we can recommend there for for Kai Havertz. It's gonna have to be pretty low, unfortunately. It does. <laughs> um, Sanji, do you disagree? Do you disagree with any of these, or are you pretty much on board? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think I'm on board with all of it. Um, that that being said, I roster like two Man City defenders in one of my leagues, so I don't know what the Oof. hell I'm talking about. <laughs> um, Bernardo Silva is just so unpredictable for points, man. I don't know where Pep is gonna play him, position him. Like, yeah, uh, I I think like the the name alone is going to be able to get you some so, some form of trade value, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I would say the likes of like Bilva, Kai, then Guardiol, um, in that order. But yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, be because the thing is, City, 
since these fixtures are still good for clean sheets, right? I think they just have these moments where they seem to concede a, a goal here and there. Um, I think Kai could easily pop up with a goal here and there. And, you know, the manager that acquires him will be like, oh, I, I did a fantastic trade. But I think reality will soon, like, bite them. Um, uh, but, yeah, I think Totti's picks are, are spot on, honestly. Um, yeah, no, no arguments here. I don't know if Ryan has anything different uh, to say. Yeah, Ryan, let's talk about Kai because we both roster him. Yeah, um, it's not looking good. It's not looking <laughs> good, bro. Well, shit. Um, <laughs> but having having said that, um, it can't get any worse. And Arteta clearly believes in him and um, is a stubborn dude. So I can see him persisting with Kai until he finds some form. Um, I think we all need to take a beat and see what happens when Jesus comes back in the lineup. I think he's going to raise all yeah. ships and, um, I think he can help unlock Kai. He's just, he's got some confidence issues. I mean, he's just with a lot of the good chance to um and yeah oh. nope you're you're lagging on us ryan ah shit sorry i think you appear to be back now though i love that ah okay. shit didn't freeze though yeah of cool. course yeah <laughs> you gotta get the important things in <laughs> Um, no, I'm with you though. I mean, I'm, I'm hundred percent with you. And then uh, as somebody who actually rosters him, I'm not thinking about dropping him. Unfortunately, I'm just not going to do it. Um, at least not yet. I'm, I'm going to wait till see what happens with Jesus and, um, cross my fingers at this point because I have, um, tried to ship him off to members of my league and basically gotten laughs in response. So that's, that's where we're at currently. Um, <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately. But Sanji, do you want to hit us with uh, your sell low candidates? Yeah, uh, I mean, th these might be unpopular um, picks. These are or... a bit controversial. Yeah, I mean, I'm already rubbing my <laughs> I mean, it, it won't be uh, me if, if it ain't controversial. Um, but I, I think, um, I mean, uh, I don't know if Ryan can correct me if I'm wrong, or maybe I misheard him at some point this season. But I feel like he was a bit lower on Odegaard this season, like replicating his form from last yeah. season as well. Um, I mean, you look at last season's data as well. Odegaard, I think, was fifth overall for key passes. Um based on like the current pool of players that we have this season and at the moment this season he's only generated two key passes so far um you look at his numbers sure he has uh what two goals i think zero assists and one of them was a penalty and when he hasn't been getting attacking returns his scores have been 6.5 and 2.5 so it's quite concerning that this was an asset that went in the first round, early second round. And he's the captain still 
I, I believe. So yeah. you're still going to get 90 minutes of this asset. Arsenal fans will absolutely love him. Will still roster him. Um, the the fact that it's still an unknown that which set pieces he's on, etc. Like there will still be some pull. Like I think you'll still be able to trade this asset out. It's just like I don't think that he's going to replicate last season's form. So I'm like agreeing with Ryan in this sense. Um, so it, it's just concerning that um, like the numbers that we've seen so far. And it, listen, it's a very small sample size, and I think. Like we talked about uh, compiling like a, you know, a fixture difficulty ranker, you know, based on the first four fixtures. And I think uh, Arsenal, um, like in, if you look at the midfield position, uh, they sat like 11th in the table. So mid table. So like in that sense, maybe that kind of backs up his numbers. But still, I, I expected a bit more, um, at least, you know, a floor of like, eight to nine and the fact that he had a 2.5 score against probably the easiest opposition of the four that he's played so far against nottingham forest it's it's a little concerning yeah um would i under i i get it and i think um maybe most of us were a bit um anxious to get uh odegaard in so early uh, just because of the overperformance, uh, but do you think do you think Jesus back and them getting into a ry- rhythm with their originally planned out uh, attacking uh, moves and rotations brings him up rather than having him stay at this um, rather unimpressive um, ghost point wise at least ghost point wise unimpressive level. Or do you think he, it's is just that he's reverting back to the mean, and this is this is him. Um, it was last season that was a that was a, an out there season. Yeah, I mean it, it's hard to say because Champions League starts after game week five. Like, who's to say they don't um, prioritize that tournament a bit for Jesus? Um, um, especially given the fact that. He, it's twice now that he's had a bit of a time out with injuries uh, yeah, since he's been to the club. Supposedly. Yeah, so, so what's to say it doesn't happen again, right? Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, I, I don't think any of us are projecting uh, Jesus to start 34 games um, yeah. or even around 30, maybe. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I don't hate it. Yeah. Um, Depends on what value you think you can get for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I listen. I still think Odegaard is a top, top player. Um, it's just that, yeah, I, I feel like now is the time to, to maybe sell him. And like all, these categories are, are a bit tricky as well. Like when we were labeling them and trying to put um, players in in pools and stuff of like that. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, if he starts banging um, and starts returning, you know, fifteen points average, you know, over the next uh, four game weeks, are, are you really going to want to trade him out at all? Like, I don't know if, like, maybe you can sell high at that point as well, right? But we're not at that part of the season. We're speculating at this point. So yeah, yeah. I'm well, I'm just going with the the data that we have so far, what we've seen so far as well. So yeah. Who would you target? Who would I target right now? If I'm... If Selling I'm tra- low. 
selling low. Um, so I'm I'm assuming I'm the other person is giving me someone that is overperforming then or underperforming as well. Not I necessarily. Mean, it it could be anybody. It could be anybody. You're just assuming you're the. I think that we haven't like explicitly agreed on the definitions of these categories. But for me, yeah. selling <laughs> selling low means that you're selling a player at his current value, mm-hmm. yeah. which is lower than his uh, perf- like his draft day value. Exactly. And you, you're you'd rather sell him at his current value than mm. wait for an uptick, which would result him being in the buy low, um, which would which which are players who are currently uh, underperforming their draft day val- value, but we're expecting them to perform at least their draft day value or above. So so essentially selling low on Odegaard would mean that you're selling for an an asset that is currently um, help me out here around end of round two, mid round three type player. Right. Would you would you take would you take um, Kulisevsky? I, I wouldn't. Sanji Kulisevsky. Uh, it's hard with Brennan there. No, that you, that's that's my turnoff from there. Would you take Gibbs White? Yeah, I think I'd take Gibbs White for Odegaard. Ooh, interesting. Because I like Gibbs White gives me uh I mean, yeah, I mean Odegaard is probably also to a certain extent a talisman, but I'd call Saka more talisman um than for Arsenal than Odegaard is. And I consider Gibbs White the talisman player of um uh Nottingham Forest. So mm. like end of season. I would expect Gibbs White to be competing uh, as the top scoring asset for Nottingham Forest, but I wouldn't expect Odegaard to be the top scoring asset for Arsenal. So I think, yeah, I mean, no, my, my only concern about Gibbs White, though, is the fact that Brennan left, and I felt like they had a very big chemistry going on, um, those two. Um, Brennan is be- affecting our first two. Yeah, so Brennan's affecting like our first two choices, but no, I think I'd take Gibbs White over over Odegaard. What about uh, my boy, Dom? Dom. Slobosai. I think I'd take Sobo for sure. Man, he looks so good. Tossi, he looks so good. And it's hilarious, like, how much he he was getting slated for this preseason form, the numbers, etc. But then you watch him play actual competitive league football, and his goal... um, his goal was Jared-esque. Like the finish was Jared-esque. It's just oh, he's, man. he's involved in every single thing that Liverpool are doing. And yeah, it's it's absolutely exciting to watch. And yeah, I, if I could get Sobo for Odegaard, 100% I'd do that. Hmm. Interesting. Um, uh, let's circle back when, when Ryan's computer is back up. Yeah. I, I'd I'm, love I'm, to hear his... Uh, his uh, Reasoning. I think he will, he will be on our side on this as well. So I think he's he's sell low on Odegaard as well. I can, yeah. I I will mention that um, I looked up his stats. So last season we're talking all comps here. Um, last season he had 0.43 goals per ninety, and he was 0.31 xG. Right. So he overperformed his xG um, pretty significantly. 
He was, however, 0.20 assists per 90 with seven total assists. And he averaged a 0.3 XA. And I think, if anything, this year, he's going to be a lot more reliant on assists as opposed to those goals. Um, So you could potentially see those assists come up just based on his XA from last year. And I feel like a lot of his goals came from like outside the box. Oh and, like, yeah, they were kind of like wildies, right? Um, yeah. I mean, there's a chance he hits a few of them this season again. But I mean, yeah, if you we're looking at the the numbers and stuff that you've mentioned, it's it's much harder chance that he he does that. So, um, yeah, I think I, he was. I think he was the highest goal score or the most goal scored by a midfielder ever. In Premier League, with that fifteen goals last season. Oh, really? I, I I'm not. I'm not aware. Maybe not. Not like ever, because I'm sure that Lampard scored more in his prime. But but like that was up there, up there with with um, yeah, a lot of um, very good midfielders. So yeah. I'm I'm with you on that one, Sanji. I'm with you on that one. Um, as far as Isak is concerned, we'll talk more about him on the next slide. So I'm not necessarily uh as with you on him um but but i can tell you that um my guys are not going to be surprising because my guys are um going to be guys that preseason we basically warned people that they were not going to be the fantasy assets um that could live up to their draft capital to where they were being drafted in the adp and that's exactly what's happened um sandra tonali alexis mcallister I mean, they're averaging what, like five or six a game, and yeah, yeah. and and this is this is this is what kind of what we thought was going to happen, you know, not to like toot horns or whatever, but this is just sort of what we expected. And what I would just tell any managers who still have them is like, at this point, you can still cash in on a little bit of name value, like a little bit of that preseason hype, and do it while you still can. Um, who would you bring in for either of these guys? Uh, McAllister has been dropped in my. Oh my god! Really? In my, um, in my community league, and <laughs> I am. I'm wondering if I want to want to pick him up. In all honesty, it's a it's a very tough one with Mac though. I feel like he he's similar to Bilv in the sense that he could just get deployed as a fill in a gap anywhere as needed, but he will play. Um, I think most more games than not. Um, but the fact that, like, you know, Liverpool have gotten Endo, you guys have gotten Gravenbridge, yep. and the thing is, is is Max still gonna get deployed as that deepest midfielder? Because he was the deepest one versus Villa, right? I think Kuzis oh. was playing a bit further forward. Yeah, I... yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. Um, they were. They were mixing it up a bit, uh, I think, based on the analyses that I've I've read. But, but yeah. Uh, but to be honest, I think Endo. When Endo is in the lineup, I think Mac will be higher up. But I'm not. I'm not even sure when Gravenberg is um, in the lineup. Mac isn't the furthest behind. Like Gravenberg yep. isn't a six. Right. He is. He is. Uh, he's a defensively apt eight not even a i wouldn't even say he's a defensive minded eight he's defensively solid eight so he can track back and he can he can do the 
um, defensive duties. But but yeah, I think when you only have one defensive midfielder in your team, you better hope that he's an experienced uh, one. And I think we will see even when when it's it's Sobosley, Gravenberg, and um, McAllister, we might see McAllister further behind than Gravenberg. I think like Mac is probably your easiest entry into some form of Liverpool attacking threat as well. You're not going to get any other forwards easily. No. Um, and yeah, Mac, Mac might be the one. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you could probably get like sell low. Joe, what would you what would you accept? Uh... For for these for these two? Yeah, I would take I would take uh, two, I would three, take. Five. What? Two, three, Fab. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. If we're talking Fab, it's... yeah, give me, give me, float me, float me three bucks. Great. So it's um, it's essentially just a smidge above droppable, but in a in a bind, first first game week back after the international break, you have exhausted all options of trading them. And you and there are some surprise benchings. You're dropping both of them with no no qualms about, it, right? Yeah. W- would you Would you take Jefferson Lerma? No, I'd still rather have either of those guys because at least, like, I know that Lerma has been has been scoring well, and he his um, eight or six or what? Eight, I think he was at around eight points last game week. Uh, contribute to my yeah. He was exactly eight. Yeah, contributed to my loss of um, of um, by two points. Uh, so I attribute that to him. But <laughs> it's just it's just playing for safekeeping. Like with McAllister, if you are okay with him, like he he doesn't have much better upside, but at least he has some upside. Maybe depending. I mean, if you think he does, then sure. But if you, if you well, think it's, it's it's because of how uh, attacking Liverpool can be, and like how many goals we've known them to score over the last few years, he's going to get on the end of some random shot that goes into the <laughs> into the I mean, top. I, I, Eventually, I would have expected him, or half expected him to to end up in the same position as Sobosley did uh, for that Villa goal. Hmm. It's 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 stuff like that I think that that has gives him some upside and Tonali already has a goal so we we know that he he can pop up in the in the attacking third as well obviously it doesn't score well but we are talking about mid fives mid sixes even yeah yeah so um, yeah I I just don't like playing defensive midfielders for those. Um, six to nine points and i've been pretty vocal about it so i mean that's fair but when you want to say mid five and mid sixes if if you talk about actual scoring you know you look at somebody like an abdullah decore and he's currently what uh midfielder number 17 or ibasuma midfielder number 19 would you take either of them for tonali or McAllister? i'd take Ducore. i wouldn't Probably wouldn't take Bissouma, but I know I'm in the uh, in the minority here. Yeah, I think I would take definitely both of them. I think I would even do Lerma 
I might even do Jeffrey Schlupp for these two. Well, I take that back because he's going to lose his spot. Mm. You don't think so? When uh, Olise comes back? Uh, I'm I'm not sure that he's going to lose his spot. I think he, I think uh, he'll either slot back into midfield or or there will be some. I mean, they will have at the at the time when the time comes that Olise is back, they will have. Olise as a probably Franca, Ayu as well, um, and Eduard and Mateta yeah. have both been decent. So I think there's a fair bit of rotation to be had up front. Uh, so yeah, I think Schlupp is, at least for the time being, I think he's safe. Yeah. Just a bus dreamer category for me, still, despite being decent, but. Just like these two. Yeah, that's fair. Ryan, how are uh, tech things technically? Ryan. So so. All right. Muscle manos. <laughs> Do you want to hit us with your cell lows? Uh, yeah. If I can get through. Sorry about this. It's, oh well, no. We'll we'll let you know. We'll, we'll let you garbage. know if it if it messes up. Okay. Good. There. I mean, the first one's pretty self-explanatory. Um, <laughs> Grealish has been pretty bad. Um, rotated, also apparently uh, picked up a knock. Uh, so I just, I don't think it's going to be a, a Grealish season. Um, and I think he still has some name value and uh, cachet in the community somehow. Um, so I think it's a, it's a sell low before it gets any lower kind of thing. Um, Joe Pedro, I like as a player. He just seemed a bit off it um, when we when we saw him in person. And obviously, in CISO's injury means he's going to be rotated less. But they have Fati and they have a ton of other players that can step in. And so I think rotation is still on the cards. Um, he's going to be an interesting player. He he could have he could have been in the um, hard to uh, value, hard to pick up uh, an evaluation on him section because yeah he's he's gonna be he's gonna be interesting but um yeah i've i wouldn't mind uh shipping him out if you if you got something decent i if i can take the baton i disagree with both of those um i think pedro is so if you're yeah if you're (laughs) if you are if you are keeping straight to the um category of this uh, segment then sell low would mean that the current low of pedro you're expecting to be permanent or even go lower uh during the season rather than go higher and i think it will go higher the expected minutes issue is there i i don't i don't doubt that and, and i don't disagree with that so um i don't want to uh, challenge you on that um i just think that um again it's similar to what we would say about um jota so similar to some what what we would say about um other um attacking assets on very good attacking teams that he will get he will get uh, a lot of opportunities to to get better as for Grealish, um, I know the hate is there. 
um, and it, it is absolutely real. I will I will read you a bunch of numbers uh, from the end of last season. This is from the 12th of February on, and this is Grealish's points. 12.5, 15, 17.5, 8.5, 11, 10, 25, 27.5, 13, 9.5, 11, 17.5. And this is a stretch between mid-February to early May when he had an injury and didn't play at the end of the season. He, in that stretch, he started all of the games and as i read it out he had two sub double digit or sub 10 point scores um, an 8.5 and a 9.5 i just i just think that as as much as i know the line is that he gets the ball dribbles back and passes back if that if that sequence of actions gets me a double digit score every game then sign me up um so i'm not like i expect him to be to to be okay for that end of round one um beginning of round two um war uh valuation You're muted, Joe. There we are. Uh, I see the argument. Obviously, I do. Um, and I don't hate it. I, But I just... I mean, I ranked him as such preseason. I just have been pretty let down by what's happened. And um, now... What's, with that, what's happened? Well, like I he, mean... He was rotated for you, one. He mean injured you, for you, the other. And he scored 20.5 in one and five points in the second one. He scored 20.5 against Sheffield United. Come on. Joe, you, you mean those points from Sheffield last United. season? Everyone aren't plays everyone. I'm, yes. Go ahead. Sorry, Ryan. You mean those points from last season that, that Toddy spouted <laughs> off aren't, aren't actually helping you this season? Is that how it works? No, it's fair. I mean, I and I Weird. like I said, Tanya, I can I can see the argument. I can see the argument. I just would be very frustrated if I hadn't taken your advice when you told me that I'm not the person who should ever roster Manchester City players, and I didn't this year. And I'm loving life. It's been fantastic, aside oh, from sure. rostering Kai. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, aside from that. Um, all right. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on from the cell lows. Uh, this is a much more enticing category, one that hopefully uh, listeners can actually enact uh, some advice here and maybe go out and get themselves some players that we're really high on for, for the rest of the season. Um, so if I could just start quickly, because we already mentioned uh, Isak's name, I I want to go ahead and bring him up in the buy lows because I think that with the run-in coming up for Newcastle. And let me clarify to just to say, like, he's not a buy-low for me necessarily rest of season. But I'm never really playing for, like, the rest of the season. I'm playing for, like, the next, you know, five to eight weeks or something like that. Um, and when you sort, you know, matchups by the next five to eight weeks, 
you see that Newcastle's fourth from the top in terms of forward fixture difficulty. Um, and I think literally there's no place to go but up at this point for this Newcastle team. Um, and Isak, to me, looked really, really good game week one. Uh, and I think that he's got it in him. I, I loved how he ended the season. If we're going to go back to last season, Toddy, but um, that I, lo- I loved how he ended the season. I've got a lot of faith in the guy. I think he's really, really talented. And I think this upcoming run is only going to bolster his um, value. So then, Sanji, if you wanted to trade him out before like Champions League really got you know in, in the thick of things, I think you could do that and, and hopefully get even better value for him. So... It's interesting that you have him buy low. I had him sell low. Um, I don't understand why you would want to buy low on a asset that didn't play. Wait, well, the most number of minutes he played for the season is seventy three minutes, and Champions League hasn't even been going on. I think he starts the Champions League games, to be honest. And I think Wilson is the one that you're wanting to buy low right now. Um, and Callum, regardless of the minutes that he plays, will score goals. His goal versus Brighton, annoyingly, uh, was really hoping for a clean sheet there. But uh, yeah, it was sharp, man. Uh, he looked like a, a, a player that's been playing 90-minute games uh, uh, so far since the season has started. So I, I, I would not be trying to, to buy low on Isak. I'd, I'd be trying to sell him, to be honest. Um, I mean, you even when he scored his brace, um, what, he got 25 points? So was that five ghosts or something like that? Or five to what is it? Five to nine goals. You assume, assume the shots on target don't go in the back of the net or whatever. Um, <laughs> That's uh, by the, a huge by, debate. Careful. By, by the way, um, <laughs> be, be, I, I didn't get to also uh, touch on the whole uh, Grealish debate, and I know we moved on from it, but it looks like somebody kicked Totti's pu- puppy. Um, but I'm on Totti's side in the sense that I, I think there's a real bromance between uh, Grealish and Haaland, and I think when Grealish is back, you're going to regret getting rid rid of him um but yeah i mean w- w- back to the whole bylaw stuff um yeah I, I, disagree. Back, back I disagree with the... <laughs> uh, I, I i disagree with the with the isaac suggestion honestly um yeah that that's that's it we have let's see we have brentford sheffield united burnley west ham crystal palace uh one second Wolverhampton, Arsenal, sure, and then Bournemouth coming up. And what is that, the next eight? I think after Bournemouth on November 12th, you will get a much better value for Alexander Isak. And I don't think you'll care that he's only been playing 65 to 70 minutes because if he's bagging goals, who really gives a shit? That's my take. But... Um, I also included only say on here, there's going to be some home leagues, listeners, viewers, there's going to be some home leagues where people are fed up at this point. Um, and he might come back and struggle a little bit and he might come back and be really, really, um, you know, kid gloves sort of incorporated back in the squad, uh, as he should be, because that injury has a, a history of reaggravation um, for different players. And so there's going to be managers out there who get really fed up with waiting around for Ole Say. Uh, but I promise you, once he is fit and firing, he is a game changer. He's a league winner. So now is your time, maybe even another week or two, as people get more and more frustrated. Now's your time to bring him in. 
Who wants to go next? <laughs> You're not used to democracy. No, apparently. Yeah, this is like when I ask my class who wants to answer a question and it's just dead silent. <laughs> we need your iron fist, Joe. They tell you that silence is your friend in the classroom, but uh, apparently the same is not true on a podcast. <laughs> All right, Ryan, Ryan, hit us with yours. Bye, low. Um, yeah, I think we, <laughs> I think uh, lightning struck when I was talking about Kai earlier. Um, <laughs> God didn't want me to share this with the masses. Um, I'll go Martinelli real quick. He's been, um, he's been pretty middling, uh, kind of like, you know, not too much or like 13 or 14 with an assist, um, hasn't scored. Hasn't scored a goal yet, um, which is pretty much his forte. I think he's a good finisher. Um, but again, Jesus is going to, I think, change all that, and uh, he just unlocks Martinelli on that left side. So I think uh, I think he's a buy low. I think he'll I think he'll come good. Um, Kai, it's more of a. I think he's rock bottom. I think you can get him in cheap, and like I said, uh, Arteta believes in him and will keep playing him. So good team. We got to see what Jesus does with him. Um, so I think he's just kind of a rock bottom buy. Um, on Ali Watkins and Alex Marino, it's kind of similar to the Newcastle argument that they've had some tough fixtures and it's. Hello, he's done fairly well, um, but the one-pointer against Liverpool was bad. Um, and then, yeah, Alex Marino is kind of like Olise coming back from injury, and folks might have forgotten about him. So that's it. And we talked about this briefly on um, on our group chat, but you're pretty confident that he comes in and still displaces uh, Digne, despite Digne having oh, yeah. good, good form. 100%. Yeah, I've heard uh, Emery well, praise him as well. Dude, and I hate Stine. With a passion. <laughs> and loves so, loves Moreno. He bought Moreno. That was his like first buy. Yeah. So does that mean you disagree, Toddy? No, no, no. I I mean I'm not very excited. Like I'm moderately excited by Moreno and definitely for the fixtures, not like in a vacuum type of all season fantasy asset uh with those fixtures yeah i think i think he's a good uh buy low uh depends on how low you can buy obviously but but yeah for sure uh, he's, he's he's definitely a good one to get solid you want to keep talking and tell us about your buy lows yes uh both um high-end um Defenders Trippier and TA have not been playing their uh, round one value, and I think both will will um, come back down, come back up to heaven from earth. Um, <laughs> Trippier's like um, Newcastle's um, run of fixtures has been very bad, yeah, uh, and now it's going to open up, like you said, with Isak. I I think Trippier plays all games um, until until he um, eventually gets injured or dies of old age. Um, <laughs> and and I do think that if he rests, he's going to rest Champions League. And and I I think I mentioned this on last 
week's pod that I I think the fact that Newcastle are um, are ahead of schedule in their um, sort of plan to be a title contender, Champions League club, mm-hmm. they have been drawn in a in a very very difficult group of death. <laughs> that that like if they if they had if they had Arsenal's group, um, they would they would probably go for it and try to get out of the group. But I think this way, it's they will put up a good fight. They will have a few decent results, but they won't break their team and um, sacrifice uh, potentially top four mm. for eventually overextending and maybe not even getting out of that group. Uh, so I think if Trippier sits, it's going to be in the Champions League. And TAA has played two of the games um, out of the four games that had that had already happened without um, finishing the game with all of the Liverpool players on the field. Yeah. So I think that's <laughs> definitely a huge caveat to his scoring. And we've already seen that he, like, he was electric against Villa. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we have already seen what he can do. We know his value. I think this is the time to to buy low on owners or um, rosters who are a bit shaky in his uh, valuation. Uh, my second slot is occupied by Marcus Rashford. He hasn't been. He hasn't been. I mean, he's been playing decently, but I think the fact that he was he was required to play up front um, for most of those uh, four games, and when he wasn't, it was Anthony Martial playing up front and um, looking to help him. In mm-hmm. inverted commas, um, <laughs> it does not help his valuation. And as a whole, United had been in shambles and still probably are um, with all the Anthony uh, rumors uh, circulating. The only positive we saw, and I think once Ryan is back, um, he will, he will agree with me the only positive we saw from the united team um on sunday in that game against arsenal was rasmus hoyland mm. and the fact that with that when when he came on he energized that whole attack um gives me hope for rashford to finally occupy his favorite uh left wing position and start scoring united's um fixtures open up as well as uh, Newcastle's do. So if you can get him in now, you should do that. And I didn't want to go and not mention my boy, Harvey. I know everyone's very low on him, but I think he's <laughs> he's the epit- epitome of buy low uh, in a sense that you can get him for dirt cheap. I got him in for James Gardner plus five fab before the um big run of um fab wars um for the final transfers that came in i think that's that's a no-brainer you can get him probably for one of those aforementioned defensive midfielders who are currently playing well decently um and he has a chance to pop he has he has goals in him 
and I think Gordon, had, while playing okay, um, is due for a benching after the international break. Um, and I hope, and this is sort of my um, final and not very confident um, sentence on, on Harvey is that I do hope that when once he once he gets to the starting lineup, he grabs his chance with both hands and um, becomes the real life and fantasy player that I had um, hoped for. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. A um, couple things on that quickly. So Trippier, um, I actually have him in my buy highs. So I totally agree with you. Um, my only thing is, I don't think that the, the Trippier manager is going to be scared off by the 1.5 against Brighton. I think they've been getting basically 10 points per week every single week from him, um, which is not as much as I expect him to score you know, going forward. Uh, but I think that his valuation hasn't changed all that much, but I'm still seeking him out if I can. So I'm with you. I just don't think that Trippier managers at this point are really all that worried. If it's if that makes sense, that's why I have him as a buy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the essentially the advice at the end of the um, day is the same to try to get him in. Whether the manager is valuing him a bit lower than his draft day value, then he becomes a buy low. Then if he's valuing him on the same as his draft day value, then it's a buy high. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. All right, Saji, hit us. Buy low. So, buy low, James Tarkowski. Uh, he, for the past few seasons, has been, what, a top five to 10 defender overall scoring um i mean he's not had a great start to the season he has the same number of points as one jared branthwaite um averaging worse points uh but i i think i still think like he is a beast of a player um i think he would be one of the most uh nailed options uh for a defender from that everton team is just that yeah, I mean, it's considering Everton keeps conceding such shit goals, such shit situations. Um, it's a little considering that Branthwaite is scoring better than him while playing at the same time, but I still believe in Tarkowski. Like, he's one of those proven assets, and I think um, it's just a matter of time until he comes good. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's a good time to buy low on him as well, just because of the scores that he's been getting owners. Um, what has it been? 5.75, uh, negative 2.75, 6.5, and 2. Um, yeah. And the other one is Nico Jackson. It's one of those uh, points versus eye test versus underperforming XG sort of thing. Um, I think in the for the season, he has the highest uh, third highest XG um, behind the likes of Haaland and Embuemo. But uh, he's underperformed it massively. And, I mean, you even look at the last game. He missed one of the easiest chances of life. Yeah. But, I mean, to me, I'm, I'm looking at the positive in the sense that at least 
he's getting those chances. Um, he's in the right places. And I mean, I, I feel like people forget he's only 22 years old. It's his debut season in a team that has a new manager with a bunch of new players. Like you're going to have to be a bit realistic um, from, from what you're getting from this asset. But I think at one point, once it starts clicking, yeah, you're going to want a, a piece of that uh, Chelsea attack, let's say. Um, I mean, we're getting like questions about, oh, is Bruyere going to come in and that sort of stuff. And I mean, that's genuine concerns for sure. But what uh, Nico Jackson brings to the Chelsea team is like his ability to drive forward with the ball uh, is a serious asset to the way the team plays as well. And I think there's so many positive traits about him that gives him that sort of nail status at the moment in that Chelsea team. So, yeah, I, the fixture run also is is too good to be true um, up on, uh, like, for the next maybe three, four game weeks. And you could see returns as well. Um, so, I, I think right now it's a good time to to buy low. Like, even when he got his, uh, his goal, uh, he scored 22 points. Um, it, it was still a healthy ghost point return as well, right? So... Yeah, I, I mean, I'm an owner in multiple leagues and I'm not um, selling him or giving him away anytime soon. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I, um, I was skeptical until I watched him pretty closely this last week uh, be- because you and I were facing off and I was um, praying for a quiet week from him and I got very, very, very lucky. <laughs> Um, you were mentioning his his uh, XG. So per 90, he currently is sitting at 0.25 goals per 90. His XG is almost one. It's it's crazy, right? That's that's a huge disparity. Huge. Um, and it either takes somebody who's very bad at finishing, um, like a Kai Havertz, uh, or it takes just somebody who's unlucky and still getting their feet in the, the league. And I think that's what we're dealing with here. Um, although, yeah, he Robbie Robbie mentioned this in our group chat. Uh, Sanji, he does have a Bambi a Bambi esque uh, <laughs> side side to him, where he he sort of sometimes looks uncomfortable on his own feet. Maybe that's just because he's young or lanky. I don't really know. <laughs> wait, wait, when you say Bambi sort of players, uh, the name is slipping my mind. But there was a Crystal Palace player, um, winger or whatnot, and he played at, at, for Everton as well at one point. Um, it just it, he just looks chaotic with the ball at his feet or whatever, but somehow he still is a threat at the same time. Like, yeah, it's it's a weird thing. Um, I think I think you just need to be patient if you're an owner. Um, but at the same time. Like there will be other Fantrax managers that see the potential and will want him. Like you will definitely get offers for him. Bolasi, thank you, Gavin. Gavin. Gavin's I got you. Love you, Gavin. Gavin's got um, you. Yeah, Bolasi, Yannick, man. Oh, what a what a unexpected ball of chaos he was. Um, yeah, I miss I miss seeing him in the league. Honestly, I feel that way about Ducore sometimes, and I watch him too. Like he he's just very he's just very like limbs all like Jack Skellington out there running around. Very Peter Crouch-esque. Um, yeah, anyway. All right. Okay, let's let's move on, guys. Uh, sell high. So these are your cash cows. These are the guys that um, you have invested in early and you maybe did so with a plan and you are hoping now to cash in on your foresight. Um, so 
yeah, these are some of those those interesting names where uh, if you see things taking a downturn or if you see the current uh, levels as being unsustainable, um, this is where you want to get them out as soon as possible before reality <laughs> reality sets in, uh, if you will. Todd, do you want to hit us with your sell highs? Yeah, I've, I've listed a few. Uh, I'll start with the very highs, the nosebleeds. Um, and that is Julian Alvarez and Pedro Neto. I doubt either will be a top 10 forward at the end of the season. Um, maybe for war, Alvarez will be, but, but I doubt for overall points. Um, and they are currently in the top five uh, overall uh, <laughs> um, in in the in the league, I think if you can con- convince anyone of um, of their sustained prowess, then I would sell them. Um, Neto, you most likely got around round ten ish. So anyone who is who like any of the players we mentioned before, like Isaac, um, who was our Bilo um, candidates, Rashford, I mean, Rashford, yeah, you're not gonna get Rashford, Jackson, Jackson, yeah, yeah. I think Isaac and Jackson are good, good examples. Um, Jackson is very close to Neto. I'm not sure I'd I'd definitely go for him, but I can see the argument for selling Neto for Jackson. Um, for Isak, I'd definitely sell Neto to get in Isak. Alvarez, I, I'm looking for a round one or two asset uh, to get back. Uh, my lower ranked um, sell highs are Anton Gordon, Anyone who thinks or is convinced that Gordon is nailed uh, should be able to pay you a pretty penny to get um, get him off your roster. And Destiny Udogi, who has been on fire for scoring and playing really, really, really well, um, I just I just think that Spurs are gonna Spurs at the end of the day and uh, i think he will have a lot of games where he's found out he's stuck in the opposition box doing uh one twos with with um whoever's playing left wing either son or solomon or or maybe a drifting out madison and someone loses the ball and he doesn't make it back and it's a bloodbath like we expected some of the games more high-end games to be with uh glue system so i think at this point if you if you can if you can package him as a as a defender one uh which he's scoring as right now then then you should definitely sell him high hence mm. the name of the segment all right, Ryan, I'm going to open up to you for a Pedro Neto rebuttal. I feel like you should uh, start with Alvarez, really. Or Alvarez. Yeah, Al- Alvarez. Yeah, we all know that uh, I've been pretty high on him. Um, yeah, I just think he's 
he's what Toddy thinks Grealish is. <laughs> an actual an actual productive player that will start i think most games i mean it's it's still city they have a million games yada 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 he'll get rotated every now and again but i think he's played so well that he can we get the bad dog up you want to do rest of season alvarez versus grillish yes i want okay. to do a du- i would want to do a double bet yes i want to do um <laughs> Starts and um, score and and points, too. Starts done. and points. Yes. Done and, and done. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm willing to do, um, if he if Grealish fails on either, then you win the bet. But oh, if you are if you are open to just doing two separate bets for this. Um, for this double, then I'm, I'll go for that. That's fine. Ooh, I like it. All right, very, very good. And you didn't have to. You didn't have to make any concessions, Toddy. That's great. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna. I would argue against Neto personally. Um, for for Neto, I. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sounds like he had to put the scotch bottle down or something like that. <laughs> no, That's no, fair. Joe, go ahead. I want to hear this. Oh man, your your connection really is shit, Ryan. <laughs> shit. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. All right, all right. Um, as far as Neto's concerned, I mean, I, I think for me, you know, you you got him at such a value, uh, and at this point, you know, you you've you've just stumbled upon a diamond in the rough. And, and I just think at wh- why would you risk, you know, potentially bringing in someone like Isaac, even though I've already said that I, I do think he improves. I just think with Neto under the current system, he's averaging 18 points a game. I know that's unsustainable, but what that hints to me is that he is, producing in this system and it's it's mostly ghost points and i just think that um he's gonna end up being a i mean dare i say forward one forward two at at the lowest um and you got him in your eighth to twelfth round somewhere but but the thing is like we also have to look at the fixtures that wolves played right uh united shit defensively brighton shit defensively everton shit defensively like palace iffy maybe like i agree like it's hard to ignore the numbers um but i think give it some time wait until they play a few tougher teams like i i, I wouldn't say like liverpool are greater defense but it'll be interesting to see how they come up against them. I mean, you can't look at Luton really. Sorry for my Luton fans, etc. See how Neto performs against City in game week seven. And then, I mean, Villas, I would say maybe shit defensively as well. So, yeah, it's a, it, yeah, listen, I would, I, I, I'm screaming so much regret not getting Neto in any of my drafts or, or leagues or whatever like that because. The numbers look as good as last. I think it was last season or season before. Like I remember, Ryan was like screaming Nestle's name from the rooftops, and yeah, he was going like maybe round three, round four. And 
I think he could potentially show that value, but forward one is a very, very far reach, I think. Okay. Who are the top 12 forwards right now? In no particular order, Nico Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're dreaming, son. Top 12 forwards. Go. Holland, Salah. Holland. Uh, Salah. Salah is, yes. Holland is one. Salah is seven. I'm Alvarez. Put Alvarez. Alvarez yeah. is two. Neto. Neto's three. And Bomo. Four. Watkins. Watkins is not. He's 17. Wow. Uh, Diaby? 11. Uh, who else has been banging Antonio. at home? Jota? Uh, Jota is not. No, Jota is 18. And we talked in Burmo already. Yep. Yeah, four. Yeah. Evan Ferguson. Ferguson, six. Son. Son is yeah. five. Antonio? Nope. Yohan mm. Wisa. Yohan Wisa is number 12. Uh, Raheem Sterling is number 10. Taiwo Omonyi is number 9. Odson Edward is number 8. There is room in that top 12, boys. There is room in that I, top 12. I mean, I don't I don't hate I don't hate Neto being in um in the conversation for top 10 top 15 forwards but it's it's unsustainable well oh, yeah 18 doing. points per game is unsustainable but yeah, i think you don't be around 10 12 points per game which is decent okay. but if but i think isak will not be eight points per game either that's fair that's fair but like who do you think you're gonna get for Neto? like what are you expecting to get for Neto right now if you're doing a trade well you said what um Isak, you said potentially if I, someone's low on, like, I don't know. I wouldn't take Isak. I would keep Nato. What about Mbomo? I would probably take Mbomo. Yeah, on penalties. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the Mbomo owner is going to do that. Um, would you take Jackson or Nato? That that's, that's what I said. That, that was very, very close. Yeah, you yeah. were spacing out. You must have been spacing out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, would you? Okay. Well, I guess this one's tough. But uh, would you take Darwin or Neto? That's a good one, actually. Yeah, that's a very good one. And that's one that Ryan should answer. You could get. You could get that <laughs> over the line. You could get that over the line. Both ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Um. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's maybe that's what you you focus on is a forward who you think is is coming into kind of like a good run um, where they're going to see a lot more play time. Darwin maybe being one of those. Yeah. Interesting. What about a uh, very good segue to your sell highs? What about Neto versus uh, Evan Ferguson? I would take Neto. I would. Absolutely, I would. I would give is Ferguson because, immediately for the, Neto. Is it, is it because of the expected minutes or the ghost points or what? exactly? Because I think. I think we might have consensus agreement on Fergie finishing with more goals than Neto at the end of the season. Yeah, I would agree. Yep, I would agree with that. 
so so Neto will make that up in ghosts and um, actual starts. Well, yeah, and or assists. He already yeah. has three. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think I, he will. I don't disagree there, but I think you can get more for Neto. Oh sure, I'm not. I'm not bringing in Ferguson. I would send Ferguson for Neto. What, about, what I'm saying. What about Ollie Watkins? For Ferguson. For Neto. That one's really close to me. Because they have Europa League. Mm-hmm. Not, not that he has a, a deputy per se, but he's lost penalty duty, seemingly lost penalty duty. Um, so that's close. That's close. That's, like, yeah. like Jackson, Watkins, and Neto would be around a similar uh, valuation for me. Yeah, that's fair. So I I think one of the reasons also Neto's ghosting so well is uh he has the most number of accurate crosses into the box of all players so far for the season uh with 12. The next highest is 6 by Trippier. And he has 13 key passes. So I feel like these are just crosses into the box and he's hitting either Cunha or Kaladzic and what if those drop Nothing off, right? Happening at the end. <laughs> yeah. Right, and right. Like what happens if these accurate crosses aren't accurate anymore? Does he just drop off a cliff? Because this is like basically three points every time he crosses the ball in. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Ryan's saying, look at his two assists versus Palace. Crosses to Cunha and Sasha. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I've He's done enough to convince me at this point that um, he's, you're, you're he's not in a... He's, high. He's in a role where he... I'm selling high if I can get something, like, very high. But Would you, would you sell him for Alvarez? Oh, 100%. Yeah, obviously. Absolutely. But you yourself told me you're expecting him to be a 12-point-per-match player. Right now, the only players that are better than, than 12 points per, per game are the top 12 we just mentioned. Yeah, but you're going off of four game weeks of data. No, I understand. But I'm just trying to tell you that 12 points per game is actually massive. Like 10 that, to 12 is, I think, what Totti said, though. 10 to 12. Okay, so if we go down to 10, then we include Ollie Watkins, Jordan Ayew, Dominic Solanke, Marcus Rashford, Eddie Nketiah. But we're still leaving out every single Liverpool forward not named Mohamed Salah. So would you go Rashford or Neto? Oh, I would take in Rashford if I if if anyone's willing to give me Rashford for Neto, I'm taking I'm biting your hand off. Yeah, yeah, I think we are. So last season's uh, points per start players that we are looking for uh, in value are the ones we've been talking about: Watkins, Nunes, Isak. Last season's Mitrovic. Um, Eze is already at 12 points uh, per start, but Wilson, Rashford. So these are the guys that we we, we will have uh, Neto in the same conversation with. But yeah, yeah. I think we've had enough Neto talk. For yes, day. amen. All right. So, um, Toddy, you mentioned mine, Ferguson, and you mentioned the exact reasons why I would, I would make that deal. Um, not to mention the fact that, you know, they're in Europe, and I just think that... Um, 
when you factor in ghost points plus starts, uh, plus the fact that Welbeck is still there. And yeah, I just think what he's just done was amazing, incredible to watch. What inc- amazing goals. Absolutely. I mean, I was impressed. I was very, very impressed. So were Doesn't, we. Yeah. He said two of those live. Like, like 20 meters for us. Yeah. 15 meters. God, amazing. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't change the fact that I'm concerned about his playtime and I'm concerned about his ghost points. So that being the fact, right now is your best time to, to trade him. And it's not that you don't like him as a player. It's not that you don't believe in him. It's not that he won't score goals. It's just the fact that you could bring in somebody like Aneto uh, who might get you more ghost points and be have a, a better floor than your Ferguson's going to offer you. Um, my other one is Diogo Jota. I'm curious to hear what you think about this one, Toddy. I... I just think he is looking to be the odd man out and there's going to be games where he is included. Yes. Um, from the start, he's going to get some starts. Sure. But I don't know that he's ever going to play 90. I don't know how many games he's actually going to start. And I don't think it's going to be worth it. Um, when you currently have him sitting at a 9.88 points per match, um, sell him high on that Bournemouth result. Cause that 27 is going to be few and far between that he scored. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, if you can sell him for, for value, like if you can, if you can convince someone to have this, to be in the same conversation as the guys that we have just stopped talking about, like the Natters, Watkinses, um, and Bomos, then yeah, sell him, sell him. Uh, but I doubt that you can do that, even with with those two goals. Um, and honestly, I hate to say it, but I I would definitely wait until um, Thursday night when the Saudi window closes. That's fair. Yeah, that's a really good point. I hadn't even thought of that. That's a really good point. Oh, curse you, Toddy! Don't how dare you even mention that out loud. <laughs> because I, I like I, I see a close to zero chance that I know. Salah leaves uh, in the next one half day or one day. But um it's um it's it's a distinct possibility, but oh. still a possibility. So I wouldn't like that will reshape the whole Liverpool attack. And that's like it's a it's a very distinct possibility in the next one day, but it's a, a definitely more real possibility in January. Yeah. Meaning if you are in a league with less trades, if you um if you if you think that you're buying someone or selling someone for a longer period of time than what you mentioned, Joe, at the beginning, like the four to eight game weeks, then then Liverpool forwards will get a bump as we get closer to January based on based on the expectation that that um, the Saudis will come in hard for Salah in January too. Yeah. That's what that's what Ben Chickens is saying in, in chat and I cursed him for it. But um yeah, he's not wrong. Money talks. He is not wrong. All right, Sanji, uh, I'm looking at your players here, and I can't help but notice that you've got one that I was mentioning earlier as a player to bring in. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, are, you are at odds today, you guys. Yeah. 
I, I, I did want to kind of touch on the, the Jota thing. I had Go one for question it. before before we uh talk about my picks. Would it surprise you if after Salah, let's say Salah stays as well full season, Jota ends up as the next Liverpool player, both goals and assists combined, like second highest in terms of attacking returns? It wouldn't surprise me one bit. It would surprise me if those come with the second most starts, though. Mm. And yeah, that's what fair. that's what we are looking for in fan tracks. Yeah. So... I mean, they, I mean, I don't know if we have listeners in our chat right now that play with like uh, auto subs and stuff. And I know this is like a forbidden word that we talk about, but I know <laughs> there are leagues that still utilize this right i mean jota has to be one of those sort of assets that are that's like a prime candidate if you play with auto subs right that you'd be wanting to get in yeah very much so well and and we have i mean i hate to even bring this up we have several examples already this season with the added time which we were all like is this really going to be a thing well guess what i mean look at jesus just this last week um, there have already been, and Darwin, and there have already been several examples of players who've come in and scored goals in the extended stoppage time um, to the point where you might start thinking about that upside versus a player like a like an Eve Basuma, right? Or, or like one that you might be mentioning in just a moment, Sanji. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Solomon, uh, I think he got he played the first appearance that he had. Did he play like one minute or something like that? And he got one point. Um, it's a pretty then, good return uh, right there. It's right? 90. So, he's gonna score yeah, he's, 90. He's basically gonna score 90 points every <laughs> single game for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, but uh, his next appearance was uh, 28 points in 67 minutes, he got two assists. Uh, I think, like, we've seen his ability to score, like, wonder goals as well while he was at Fulham. I mean, mind you, it was, like, carbon copy goals or whatever. But this Spurs team looks very, very exciting. Like, yeah. I'm upset as well. I don't have a piece of the Spurs attack. Like, <laughs> Anjbal is real. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, Solomon might... Uh, be, be like a massive uh, part in it. But again, I go back to the Brennan Johnson factor as well. I feel like Brennan can play anywhere across that front three. And I worry about Solomon's minutes um, and consistency of starts and all that sort of stuff. So I think uh, you might be able to get some value out of uh, selling him. I don't know if you're going to get a player in return. Uh, maybe you can get some fab. You know, you sell him to let's say, the Richarlison owner, for example. Um, because after Son's performance up front, I struggle to see Richarlison retaking that position. Unless, you know, he absolutely bangs against Sheffield United at home. It's a prime opportunity for him to prove himself again. But uh, I see Son taking that centre-forward role. So you're now looking at, at the winger, the wing positions, right, at Spurs. So... Uh, I think, yeah, maybe you can you can sell him, get get better value for Solomon. Because, I mean, the potential is there. The upside is there for sure, right? It's just not someone I think I want to be rostering as, like, my lone Spurs asset. Yeah, I think I think he's a prime, prime, prime sell high. Like, one, a poster boy for it. 
Uh, I just had a combo with, with a friend of mine who got an offer of Solomon and McBurney for McNeil. So I think I think people are trying to sell high and and we should encourage that 100% get the market going um because yeah i agree wholeheartedly with with everything sanji said like i'm i'm very excited about salomon and the whole spurs attack but but i don't want to have just the one person from there and uh honestly if if i was going to have someone it would would have been son or madison all the rest are are up for um re shuffle every time the lineups come out um and i've just sold madison so um you so, sold yeah. madison whoa I have, what did you get for him yeah I, please i got mitoma and rashford wow wow Oof. It's, it's close, but I, I, yeah, I like your side. Yeah, that takes some balls to give up Madison, man. I mean, you got you got a haul in return. Let's be honest, you got an absolute haul, and a Madison with no European football either. Yeah, fair, fair play. We'll see how that I'll, one turns out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to check back in on that one. That's a, that's a really good. That's a really good trade. Like that's very yeah. interesting from both sides. Yeah, that's I think it too. it could be could turn out to be a win win. Yeah, 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 yeah. The rare win wins. <laughs> Benji brings uh, up Benji brings yeah. up Ma- Madison's injury record too. So I mean, yeah, Toddy, that's. And I know how I know, it's funny too because I know how much you hate two for ones. Yeah, I do. But <laughs> well, if you're getting a first and a second round uh, asset for a first rounder, then... exactly. That guy gave up so much of his team, like so much value of his team. That's crazy. But if you're if you're a good streamer, if you yeah. like manager, if you stream well, then that um, open spot is not is not something to take lightly, and and. I'm struggling with the number of like I'm Graham Potter's Chelsea right now. I have to I have to have two separate training sessions for my fantasy team in that league because I have so many players. Yeah, fair. I mean Madison as well is probably a bit of a flat track bully as well, right? So well, we haven't seen him play big teams yet, so yeah, we'll see. Well, I guess yeah. In this case, I guess we're not counting United uh, as a big team because that oh, was really? his lowest score. Not so. yet. No, no. They have to, they have to earn that. <laughs> um, l- let me touch on Lerma though. Um, yep. Before before we move on, um, so I mean, we talked about him last pot as well. Uh, Steady Eddie on the high side as well, just dependable or whatnot. Um, I I think this is probably the best it's go, it's gonna get at this point. Um, I'm I'm curious how Palace will tweak their system and formation once Ulisse comes back in as well. Like, does he lose a spot? Does uh, Cheek Dukuri lose a spot? Yeah. If Cheek Dukuri loses a spot, does Lerman then have too much on his hands and he starts getting more fouls, yellow cards versus looking like a 
a beast of a player sort of thing. So I think it's a good time to sell a bit of a steady Eddie. It's just that I'm wondering what can you get? Like maybe you do Lerma and some Fab to to get uh, a bit of an underperformer at this time. Like Totti, uh, for example, like I, I, I think from what I understand about our chat tonight, like you, do you still kind of believe in uh, McAllister as an asset or are you completely off him? Not completely, but but yeah, pretty much. Like we've we've all been pretty much off him from the start. Uh, but I'm I still think he will he will end up not not being a droppable player. He will end up being a, a decent ish um, midfielder, four or five. But but yeah, I'm. Yeah. So like, would you take Lerma for McAllister? Let's say McAllister had a, a an assist by now for the season right and we saw a bit more promise from him like being further up the field not being the number six like or are you just thinking based on how your league has already acted you can probably get mac off the waiver wire or even as a free agent because of his performance so far yeah i think the question question here is what really represents the value of of um of my thinking is if I was putting together uh, a waiver queue with both Lerma and McAllister in it, who would I have hired? Yeah, um, and it's it's a difficult question. I think I'd probably have McAllister higher, but I would still have to like. Yeah, I still I still have McAllister higher. Like um, Lerma's Lerma's got two key passes against Wolves, two key passes against Arsenal, twelve aerials against Sheffield United, um, two shots a shot one shot on target against Wolves and another one against Brentford. So these are high value three tackles against uh, Sheffield United so yeah these are these are high value point not not the tackles but all the rest are high value point getting opportunities and I think they are not not definitely something that he can count on week week in week out do you think you can maybe use Lerma plus Fab to get Richarlison I think you can, but I'm but why not would you? sure you would want to. <laughs> Do you yeah, think I mean, the possible upside of uh, the the Spurs attack? I mean, we talked about how good their attack is is been. I mean, sure, we haven't seen anything from Richarlison to give us proof that you know he's uh, going to be a great asset this season. But I, he would have gone like what mid rounds and drafts this this season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably do that. So if if I could get Richarlison for Lerma plus five, and I had some sort of out on uh, on Spurs like a Solomon or a Kulusevski, who maybe not Kulusevski, but but yeah, if I had Solomon and couldn't flip him for for very good value, then then yeah. I would probably, I would probably do that, Lerma, for Richardson deal. Because, like, I'm just, I'm just thinking of underperforming 
forwards from good teams that, you know, you're taking a massive gamble on the fact that they could have some smashing games like, you know, um, like a Kai or a Hakpo, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. That hasn't shown us anything that, you know, I, I should be chasing these assets down. But at some point, they could just be the asset that helps you win your game week as well, right? Versus Lerma, where... He's sure he's consistently getting like, let's say, seven to ten points or something like that. But your Kakwa Yokais could reach twenty, right? On the random occasion. So Absolutely. Like I I would I would probably do that with Charleston, but not not yeah. Wouldn't be yeah. excited by it, but I'm, yeah, yeah, no, not at all, right? Based on what no. we've seen so far. But, but... I'm generally generally not very excited by Larimer either. Yeah. I like I, I'm if I picked him up, I'm joy. I'm enjoying him scoring double digits yep. in two of the four games. Yeah. But but yeah, again, hundred percent agree. Sell high. Yeah. There, there's, there's a message in the chat from Gavin uh, uh, an hour or so ago, <laughs> talking about Lerma uh, and how how great he's been. And I wish I could put that on the screen currently, but it's it's lost into uh, the abyss. But. Um, yeah, that's that's okay. I don't know what you would have to do to me to convince me to bring in Richarlison into my team at the moment. Um, but 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 it certainly wouldn't be for for Lerma, at least not yet. Um, to me, that's just one of those guys that like. I mean, Ben Chekins was talking about it. Like he's one of those guys you just hold, and it, when you're hemmed up and you're in a spot where you don't know who to start, are you? you know you're you're down by five or something you start lerma that he just he's such a good role player for your for your fantasy team um but yeah that's that's my take on that uh okay ryan um obviously we all know he's suffering from uh unfortunate hotel connection issues <laughs> yeah, so he's, <laughs> so he's he's explained you know, you know the um parks and rec scene <laughs> Yeah. I just typed in your symbols into the computer and it looks like you may have network connectivity problems. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. I love that show. Um, anyway, so he's explaining his picks uh, via written interpreter is what he said. Um, so he has uh, Joakim Anderson. He's already mentioned multiple times about um, his mercurial nature. Very, very well put, Ryan. Um he has a decent points per start, uh, but obviously showing currently showing better than um, Ryan thinks that he's he's going to, as far as the rest of the season is concerned. JWP is an interesting one. Uh, Ryan's convinced the assists will dry up, and they have City incoming. So that's that's a very interesting one. Um, Zuma, I think, is pretty obvious, not sustainable. Archer, I'm curious to hear you guys take on Archer. Ryan says uh, looks goal dependent, and um, Sheffield's just bad. Sheffield United, sorry, Sheffield United yeah. is just bad. Uh, and then finally, Mbomo, which is interesting to me because that's a player after rostering him last year that I'm just gonna sit on all year from my team. That's me, but. Um, Ryan says has seemingly lost set pieces, which is that's concerning. Certainly um, has shown some goal dependence and soft schedule. And I agree with that. But if you notice last game week, you say goal dependence, 
he was on like three to four points until like the 80th minute. And I, I, I'm aware he scored a goal, but then he ended up with, what was it, Sanji? Eight, don't don't you have him against me eight, last 18, week? 18 and a half, I think. 18 and a half. It's something crazy where it was just like, how? Um, yeah. Anyway, Mbomo, I, I feel you, Ryan, but I'm that's a guy I'm just gonna sit on. I, he's on my team for life. Like that's my ride or die right there. I, I think, agree with I think... Go ahead, Tati. Sorry, sorry. Uh, oh, he just said I, he agreed. Yeah, I, I agree with Mbomo's. Uh, take. I I think you can sell high on Embuemo. I just wouldn't do it now. I'd do it uh, before AFCON, right before Tony comes back. Like, I'm still trusting the guy that gets 90 minutes, that gets penalties. He apparently has shown every other attacking player on Brentford how to hit the post. It's, <laughs> it's crazy how they didn't <laughs> win that game versus Bournemouth. Um, and we might be having a very different conversation if it was on the right side of the post um, last game week. So I, I'm still happy to be an owner. Um, sure, he might have lost some set pieces, but he could easily get them back at some point as well. Um, because I, I think it's just what him and Matthias Jensen that are sharing the pieces. Um, and yeah. the Brentford's model is like they're one of the best clubs as well like uh at set pieces so on the off chance he takes a random one it wouldn't surprise me if he gets an attacking return as well um yeah i i would be hard pressed to, to be selling him right now and i think it's crazy to be selling james ward prowse at all <laughs> like <laughs> I, I i like the james ward prowse sell high much better than uh than the embomo sell high would you would you sell like I think you can sell James Wood Prowse for for very good value right now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of hype. There's a lot of hype, and 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 like like Ryan said, he's he's not gonna get a random open play goal every se- every week. He's not gonna get barely um, ever, <laughs> barely ever. Yeah, not gonna get a, an assist every um, second game week so yeah I think um I think I'm with Ryan on that one. But there's and not even... a, there's not a lot of higher ranked midfielders that you can target. So if you if we if we are looking at like midfielders at the top end then you're you're quickly sliding into the same conversation as um as we were with Autogard. So like would you sell Ward Prowse for Gibbs White? Would you sell Ward Prowse for Sobosley? Yes, yes. Would you sell Ward Prowse for Odegaard? Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm all in on, on those as well. Like Sanji, no, I I'm I disagree. On I'm on Ward Prowse over all of those guys. I don't know. That's just I'm I'm listen, I might be like uh, a lot of Ward Prowse bias and stuff like that. Like just I, I'm Sounds not like ex- it. I'm not I'm not expecting <laughs> Southampton just, level numbers, obviously not, because I mean not he had penalties. Good. He was the heart of the team, sure, but he has a monopoly on the set pieces. And West Ham have a lot of big targets, a lot of big guys. Um, I, I, I still think he's gonna ghost well enough. Uh, I think he's gonna start. But he hasn't more, been. Sure, three games, but I, okay. I think I, I don't know. 
I'm I'm a Ward Prowse believer. I still I still think he's good enough. Um, sure, like you're looking at the numbers. Uh, what is it? 18 with two assists, 16.5 with a goal, 13 with an assist against Luton. But, but yeah, sure. Um, but still, like uh, those numbers I, don't, I don't impress know. me all that much. I I still think he he can tick along with with uh, attacking returns and. He used to be a bit of a, uh, like a steady uh, attack, um, sorry, a steady, like, um, a sister or whatever at Southampton. And you compare Southampton to West Ham team, like, you, you don't think he's going to improve slightly on that? My issue is with his uh, open, open play production, both ghost points and attacking returns. Um, and I would, I would have those players that we mentioned in a heartbeat uh instead of instead of jwp one is uh, and i'll i'll shoot two interesting like semi-interesting ones uh you guys this way um would you take martinelli or ward prowse um sanji i'm still gonna go ward prowse nice so you have him like after Madison and Bruno, you have him as your mid three. Yeah, I, I, I just I know or, what or I, behind, he's a he's a bit of a proven asset. Mitoma or March. The Mitoma one is harder <laughs> for me because I I think like Mitoma is like talisman level march is the the injury that he had last season and with europe i don't know what to expect from brighton altogether like i don't know if he's gonna last the full season listen march is uh, a great player um his numbers prove it as well but i i don't know for me it's 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 a gut thing and again i go back to bias maybe it's just my bias kicking in heavily but i still love ward prowse as a proven asset in the premier league i would throw this out there I'd probably rather Rodri than James James Ward Prowse. Ooh, is that a bet? Is anyone betting with me, Sanji? You want me to bet that uh, Ward Prowse gets more points than Rodri this season? Yeah, I'm I'm game for that. Yeah, sure, let's do it. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's such a good one. Toddy, you're going out on a limb, my friend. That is fantastic. Uh, and, I don't, and, and I don't like Rodri. Yeah, Rodri currently I'm not, sitting I'm not at a... a Rodri uh, boy. Right. Rodri currently sitting at a paltry uh, 13.88 points per, per game this season. <laughs> Measly. Which is impressive. Which is impressive. Yeah. Um, what about... Matthias Jensen versus James Ward-Prowse. Toddy. I'd still probably Ward-Prowse. Okay. All right. All right. Because that might be the line. Like, <laughs> I was a little surprised with that response. but <laughs> Well, Jensen currently averaging more points per game than uh, MGW or Soboslai and Ward-Prowse. By the way, I saw some uh, news in one of my uh, league groups that Ward-Prowse sustain a possible injury or something or it might be possibly injured at the moment i, I hope I that's not heard. like um some propaganda that that owner was uh spewing but well okay well so played, like if so 
So, so like this, um, we saw in a lot of leagues what Pros went for. I want to say at least a hundred fab, oh, right? Yeah. Given on, given the way that you've talked about him and compared him to other assets, how much fab would 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 you have realistically spent then? Do you think managers then um, spent way too much? I don't. I don't. I, I think they spent way too much. I I got him in one league, and in that league, I got him for sixty five. And I think that's close to his value. I think if people are spending 80 plus on Ansu Fati, then Ward Prowse is absolutely worth 100. But I also think and, Fab... and also Ansu Fati is the anchor that you should base all your fans. Well, that's what I'm saying. I also think that Fab has lost a lot of its, a lot of its meaning and valuation because people don't know what to do with it. Like it's such a nebulous that's idea. That's, that's the issue. If that's you, really, it's a big issue. If you know how to use it, then it, it can win you your league. Right. And it's so nebulous that a lot of, especially newer managers, you know, just blow it all on one player. And yeah, that's a whole episode in and of itself or maybe multiple, but yeah. All right, guys, we've almost droned on for two hours. So let's, let's blow through these last this last set, these are your buy highs. So they should be fairly obvious, I'm going to say, um, because these are guys who are all performing really well. Um, and we should be able to make the case for these guys fairly quickly. We're going to save the the second segment for, for our next pod next week. Uh, and then we'll let listeners off the hook with uh, just just the, the short two-hour pod today. Uh, <laughs> but let me, uh, let me run through mine quickly because I already mentioned Trippier. Um, rewind back to uh, the buy low segment because Toddy's got him there. And I told, I mentioned why I have him in the buy high. I still think bring him in. Absolutely. Same with um, Udogi, which didn't you have him in yours as well, Toddy? I had him in the sell high. Oh, in the sell. Oh, interesting. Okay. You're right. So I see it a different way. I see him as um, not being clean sheet dependent whatsoever. I see him as you know, literally one of those old school, like a Serge Aurier type uh, Mauricio Pochettino, like, you know, going to contribute no matter what happens type of um, type of fullbacks. And so I just, uh, I just, yeah, I just, I, I like him. I think he's fantastic. I clean sheet or not, he's going to give you close to 10. I'm, I'm all in. I think it's fantastic. Bring him in. I'm not going to say whatever you have to pay, but like, I would I would pay up to get him in. Um, let me just I don't want to hold this up too long, but I I I really want to challenge you sure. on the clean sheet dependency. Is he has fifty seven percent goals assists clean sheets dependency? Interesting. How can that be when he had so? Okay, he, he had. had he has three. He has three clean sheets in four games. Did he? Okay. Mm, no. No. So oh, no, sorry, only two because they conceded okay. against uh, against Burnley. Yeah. That's right. The, I forgot Lyle Foster. He had Lyle an... Foster. Thank you, Tati. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, so, he had that's fair. So he had an assist against Bur- uh, against Burnley and an assist against Bournemouth, right? I know that those are both like flat track bully. You could make the case. 
but I also think that he will still continue to assist more this year. Um, I think that's going to continue to happen. He's heavily involved in the attack, so I'm not really concerned about that. So when you talk about clean sheet dependent, what you're really saying is clean, like goals assisting clean sheet dependent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goals assisting clean sheet. Which is, I'm okay with that because I think he will have assists and even goals. So he's he's only How had the many, two though? like he's like, only had the two clean sheets, and one of them he scored eighteen and a half, despite the clean sheet. I I I, I don't think that's sustainable. Like I think, um, just to have to list out players that are similarly goal assist clean sheet dependent: Leon Bailey, Aderson. You love Leon Bailey. Callum Wilson, Serge Aurier. Love Serge Aurier. James Ward-Prowse. Sanji loves James Ward-Prowse. So Bra- I'm in good Brian, company. Brian Mbomo. I uh, love Brian Mbomo. Okay, good. You, all you've done is strengthen my just, resolve. It's just getting better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are all clean sheet uh, and goal and assist uh, dependent. Um, I think, um, Toddy, I think he, he's going to... Spurs are gonna Spurs. That's that's my only argument. Toddy, end of season. Um, Udogi, nine points per game. Yeah, I think he'll. Is this he'll, is this a he'll, bet? Is that are you? It's not. I think he'll have nine points per game. Oh, okay. Well, he's got eleven point five currently. Yeah. Hence, so that's him, great. Bring him sell, in. He's a sit him, and forget defender. Sell him on the eleven point no. five. I, I think he's a set and forget defender. I like him. Bring him in. That's my opinion. <laughs> I was hoping I could get you on a bet with the nine. No. Nah. No. All right. Fair it, enough. It's, it's fine to have nine. Like, I, I nine is doable for anyone. <laughs> for anyone. <laughs> fair enough. Tell that to uh, tell that to Kirkesh Milos. <laughs> I mean, he'll get you. Close, I think. <laughs> All right, Todd, you want to hit us with your buy highs? Um, yeah, uh, I have Bruno, who is who is a buy high low, um, in a sense that he's probably there are some rosters who took him, like most of most of the people took him either number one or number two, and he maybe disappointed but i think he's still high like you can't say that you can't say that a, a player with um what's he on 15 points per start or something like that is 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 by low but i think he'll get better i think ten hag as much as uh, i hate to say it i think he's the streaky manager that we have grown to understand in this last season and i think he, they'll have an amazing spell again when he sorts all this crap out and and bruno will cook with 20 points back to back for three or four games and everyone will be in love again yeah yeah um my second one is Purvis as tupinian he's he there may be a small window with that um what was it six points seven points against newcastle uh, uh, 7.75, yep. Yeah, 7.5 with that late goal. That might be some some um, 
window there to buy him high. Honestly, I think he is in the conversation with uh, TAA and Trippier for Defender 1 uh, rest of the season. And uh, my next one is Rodri. I think he's a buy high. I think he will... He's currently on 13.8 points per game. Points per start, sorry. Right? right. That's what you said? Um, yeah. 13.8? Well, not points per start. That's just in fan track, so point per game. Um, so his points per start. I mean, he started all the games, so he should. That should be close to that in in uh, actual usable metrics as well. I got you. Um, um according to our website, uh, thirteen point nine. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like he started all the games, so there's mm-hmm. no, and probably played played nineteen all of them. I think he will be able to sustain close to fifteen points. Wow. Um, he's 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 been on record to say that with with uh, Kovacic playing next to him, he's allowed to step up more, which is a frightening proposition. So essentially, <laughs> yeah. you have a guy who gets defensive points, you have a guy who plays ninety and starts all the games for City, that is almost taking over the Elkay Gundogan role. Interesting. So I doubt that you can get him in, but if you can, I would. Um, as I said, I would trade Ward Prowse for Rodri. Um, and the last one is my homeboy Dom. Um, so Vosley, uh, I think he's he's um, he's gonna have gonna have uh, close to round one, end of round one mid round to value so in the conversation with the guys that we had mentioned several times um this on this board so if you can construct a two for one to get him in then i would very much do that i like it sanji uh so question about rodri like i i agree I listened to that interview or read it or whatnot. Um, but what happens when Pep Roulette kicks in and Kovacic is rotated um, and Rodri doesn't have that license to, to roam forward? Also, Kovacic being a ex-Chelsea player uh, last season, he had, I mean, he didn't miss a lot of days out, but every now and then he kept picking up injuries here and there. Uh, so that's another reason that combination might not uh, be fielded together. Are you not worried about this buy high then on Rodri? Like, I, he's a he's definitely a must own in any roster. Like, uh, he's great to own. Like, every now and then he will pop up with an attack and return. But I'm just worried about how the season has started so hot for him that I would kind of consider him a sell high asset right now. I can understand where you're coming from, and I think there's a fine line. And as Gavin mentions, uh, Nunes coming in will complicate things to a certain extent. But we don't know where Nunes will play. He's he's played in a very defensive uh, role for um, Lopetegui and Lage as well, and he was he was n- not a good fan track scorer. Uh, in the very short uh, O'Neill era that he has he has had 
that one game essentially against uh, United. He was very exciting and 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 he was involved in the in the attack. I I just think that to have a to have a player on City that is almost guaranteed, but well, not even almost, he's guaranteed to start every game that he's healthy for and guaranteed to to play um, ninety minutes in four out of five games. Um, and then to sprinkle and the one the essentially the only one that goes besides uh, KDB and the wingers and to sprinkle in goals and assists is just a perfect perfect um, set and forget high end midfielder that will get you ghosts and returns as well. I would trade out Pascal Gross to get Rodri. You would? So I would. It, I would. Yeah. It, it doesn't continue that Rodri, the highest he's averaged uh, since he's been in the Prem, is like just under nine. It doesn't because I think I think he has a has a a different role this season. I think he is he is given more license to roam. Maybe because Pep wasn't in the dugout. Maybe that's. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't considered that. <laughs> To be honest, he did score zero points against Fulham in 75 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, does it concern you at all that they've had the the cakest of cakes uh, in terms of their fixture list? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I'm not like... I think we, have, we are kind of similar in, in his valuation. I'm just saying that I think he will not drop off so much that you would want to sell high. If you're going to trade him, then I'd rather trade him in than out. That's yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. Um, but but I doubt that you can trade him in, honestly. Fair enough. Sanji, we've talked about these players ad nauseum already, but hit us with them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I'll start with uh, Alvarez. I, I think Totti isn't as high as uh, Ryan is on Alvarez or I am, but I think that uh, Alvarez has actually underperformed uh, so far this season. Um, if you look at some of his numbers, it's been absolutely ridiculous, man. Uh, the guy's taking set pieces as well. Um, I mean, even the eye test, he... His link up with Holland is brilliant, man. They're like so in sync. Like Holland will drop short, Alvarez makes the run um, out long, and I mean, how how old is um, is Alvarez as well? He's very young, right? Uh, oh, very young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I I think uh, owners are <laughs> a bit unlucky as well while being lucky because he would have gone like rounds four to six in some drafts but the the game against uh sheffield united like uh what did he have eight shots um <laughs> some ridiculous numbers man yeah i think i think it can only get better potentially from here um and i know last season as well when holland came in people were concerned about you know what if holland is um gets injured because he's known for getting injured etc I'm not trying to like jinx the man, but what happens if you know it happens this season? I I feel like 
Hulin yeah. is less likely to break down um, versus Holland. Uh, yeah, he, he. I think um, he's uh, he's going to be Pep's next golden boy for the next few years while he's there. And uh, yeah, I would love to own Julian Alvarez uh, right now. Uh, and James Madison. Um, I mean, what what can we say about him, man? Uh, he's part of a much better attack than he was at Leicester. Um, Ange Ball, I mean, we, we've talked so highly about Ange Ball. He's playing with much better players as well. I think he's he's going to get more attacking returns than he has in previous seasons. And he's just the heart of um, the attack right now. Um, yeah, I, I was hoping and praying that Madison would have dropped down to to me in like when I was 12th pick for a draft um, because, you know, people might think, oh, Spurs are going to Spurs like Totti is saying, right? But I think that's more so from the defensive perspective um, this yeah. attack. I think the attack is like Angebol is, they're just going to try and outscore their opponents. <laughs> like, And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited um, for, for Madison owners. I would, I don't know, what, what would you even do to, to tr- like, what can you even trade to get Madison um, right now, Totti? What do you think? I think that that's the blueprint. Your first and second rounder. Wow. That's, that's what you have to give up. Or Haaland or Bruno or Salah, maybe. Those are the those are the three. But I'm very close to saying no to Salah because of the January rumors or the Saudi. Yeah. Uh, no, but if no, but if, if today you could if today you could send Salah and get Madison back, you'd do that. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, I think I'd take Madison. I would too. So I think currently Madison is 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 the consensus ish number three pick, with uh, Haaland and Bruno going one and two probably, um, and then and with everyone else, I think you have to either give up. Yeah, you have to give up your first and second rounders or first and third rounder. Would would you rather have Eze or Madison? Oh, Madison, not close. Madison, Madison. right? Yeah. Yeah. So you'd have to give up Eze plus what to to get Madison? Plus a lot, I think. Eze plus still like a Eze plus and Bomo second round, third rounder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 You would, you would. As a plus Alvarez. Oh, yeah, probably. That seems way too steep for me, to be honest. I, I think I'd rather have the as a Alvarez and the as a Mbuemo than Madison. Ooh. I think yeah, that's a little that, too steep. That's what. That's why I accepted the Mitoma Rashford one as well. Yeah, and that's why Benji said well, great well, because Madison's injury when, prone. When did you well, do I that wouldn't. trade, though, Totti? Um, before game week four. Yeah, because I mean now like Rashford's playing on his preferred side of the pitch, left wing. Yeah, but you expected He's... him to do that. Like uh, he was never gonna yeah. stay stay as a center forward. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it's it's just like if I now I'm not a Madison roster, but <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't talk to anyone who was not Offering me yeah. first, and, first oh. and second round value, like, yeah. I, like, yeah, I can entertain an offer if it's in in good good um, sort of friendly talk. But 
Like, I'm not going to consider some something like, I don't know, March and Dudogi or stuff like that, which is a lot to give up, but still, or I'm not going to consider Grealish and, like, I think Grealish and Estupinian, that's something in the same vein as, as Mitoma, Rashford, or or what we mentioned with, with um, what's his face and the other guy. <laughs> yeah, except that Matoma and Rashford are both uh, sell highs at the moment, right? So, like, you got you got into sell high guys, um, as opposed to guys who are buy low. Like, Grealish should be a buy low at the moment. So, yeah, yeah. You mean meaning meaning? Sorry, I mean, so, Rashford so, isn't a sell high. He's no, a, no, no. You you got in, low. You got into guys who are still performing and still looking promising as opposed to if you were going to bring in Grealish, you would do so on your hope that he's going to exactly. return. Right. Whereas yeah, but like, it, yeah, but yeah, for example, if you, if you brought in, if you like, if you were offered Grealish and a Stupinian, you would get a defender who is close or Grealish and Trippier. Yeah. If that's a better value for you. Like, and that's your, that's like, it's a one and two, just like you said. Yeah, and that's that's close to where where I wanna where I think uh, the Mitomo Rashford is in value. Yeah, I still prefer Mitomo Rashford. I think, but like you said, that's what it takes. If yeah, you want Madison right now, you are exactly yeah. that is what it takes to get yeah. Madison. There's no question about it. Like, why would you sell? I don't. I don't think you would. I'm actually curious to know for people who are in like really active leagues. I'm curious to know how many offers you get on him, like weekly. It's got to be. I don't a lot. think. No, nah, I don't think it's really. Like I, I wouldn't think about offering anything for Madison because he's such. Like there would be time not well spent. <laughs> no way, someone's. Like I think a better question is, would you sell Madison to get back? Bruno or Holland. See, I mm, I value ghost points so highly that maybe Bruno, but I don't know about Holland. That means you would pick him ahead of Holland as well. Well, we're doing ranks coming up. What in three three days, four days? Um, I don't know. That's a really tough one. Honestly, that's a very tough one. But Sanji? I would. I'm absolutely taking him ahead of Salah at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think. Yeah. That's... What's up, Totti? Sorry. What What's your take on What's your take on uh, Madison for Bruno or Madison for Holland? Well, I, I mean, I I'd kind of want to see how Madison does in game week six and game week seven, because uh, they play Arsenal and Liverpool, right? Yeah. Uh, Spurs have had a fairly easy fixture run so far um and i think i would still kind of tip towards uh united because they've been underperforming as well right so far yeah. this season um like madison has uh what 77 points for the season bruno 60 points uh in terms of attacking returns i think madison has four bruno has two so I mean, you throw in a couple of attacking returns, they're somewhat on the similar value sort of thing, but Bruno has 
penalties as well. So that kind and of also pushes Bruno, Bruno never misses a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is now with Shaw out of the picture for the next little while as well. Like you'd expect Bruno's going to take more set pieces than than he has before, yeah. right? So yeah. I, I'm kind of leaning that way. And like it's it's the same thing. I go back to like um with the whole Eze talk as well, right? Eze only has one attack and return for the season, but he's only like 12 points behind Madison. So mm. that's why I'm like... Hey, he's sneaky good. He, might, yeah. he, he, he would have been a better buy high. <laughs> yeah. Because you, could, you can feasibly get him for much cheaper. Yeah. And you were yeah. saying that he is, he's close in rest of the season value. So I, I, are you are you gonna have SA in your first fifteen? Yeah, I think I still would. Yeah, I think I still would. So SA currently, you'll you'll like this, uh, Sanji. SA currently with a point four one xG per ninety. His goals per ninety is point two five. Listen to this. His xA per ninety is point three, and his assists per ninety is zero. Yeah, but look at who's playing around him. The mighty Jordan Ayu. So. Right, but that's what I mean. There's oh, the oh, there's only room for improvement. <laughs> that's Toddy's forward one. How dare you? Exactly. Now, <laughs> I mean, I have to say, now it is Sinistera. So oh, all right. you can take a break now. All right. All right. The thing is, you, you put Eze in that Liverpool team right now. Oh. Is he ha- <laughs> like Pure filth. If like, only... And if that's the thing. Only. He's playing for a Crystal Palace team and doing so well. So, yeah. I don't know. The only He's issue great. with the rest of the season ranks is what happens when Olise comes back. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing as well. Yeah, because uh, as he's taking all the sets and stuff while Olise is out, right? And we know how amazing Olise is at uh, dead ball situations. So, yeah. They, they both fun. cooked together at the end of last season. Yeah. I, I still think they will. I think they're going to be great. Yeah, and the thing is then, what? but at the same time, we say, you know, the set pieces are going to be shared and all that. But now, once Olise comes back, uh, the opposition is going to have to focus on two threats now, right? This is, they're all pretty much probably just trying to mark Eze out the game. And it's going to be a lot tougher for him to to do what he has to do. But where is he in terms of attempted shots as well? Isn't he like maybe top three players as well? Like, it wouldn't surprise me if he starts scoring more goals than once Olise is back, right? He's just gonna have a bit more freedom to to go forward and listen. This this kid glides like he looks like he's on skates, like gli- like moving through plays with ease. Like yeah, it's. Uh, are, it, you yeah, just, it, are you just trying to underline how he can't shoot? <laughs> well, but, yeah, but I, I feel like a lot of shots have been from outside the box and stuff. He's well. nowhere near on shots on target. That's why I'm trying to figure out like why you're saying shots. <laughs> I mean, he's just having a pop at goal because no one else is really doing anything else, I think, right? But I, I think at the same time, half of those shots might have come in game week one, so... Mm. Yeah. That's fair. Is that, is that the one where Lerma had 12 aerials? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. Game week uh, one was... Oh, yeah, that was Sheffield. Yeah, Sheffield United. Yeah. Uh, okay. He, as they had a cool 20 points. Nice. Four game weeks in, man. There's a long way to go. I I must say, though, like, trade pods are always 
one of the hardest pods to yeah. to do because everyone is going to have such differing points of view and using so many different things like data, eye tests, like yeah. previous history, yeah. all that sort of stuff, right? So it's going to be a, a, con- a very um, evolving um, discussion uh, as we go on through the season and I'm quite excited for it. So, Yeah, and that's why I think um, as we are finishing up this to our 20 minutes <laughs> we're this is Angie, this is all your fault. this is ludicrous I, this is I was, ludicrous. yeah no, i know i take ownership <laughs> for it welcome to how we do things at the band exactly place, so. <laughs> except for we didn't have a halftime pint yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um yeah so i wanted to like shout out and and piggyback on what sanji said that um that that is the reason the differing views the differing um um, points of view is is the main reason why you shouldn't antagonize people who make trades um, and make trades that to you look one-sided because for one you're not the oracle no one is about trades or play, player values two um, everyone is just enjoying and playing the game and I think trading is one of the best best times and best um, features of this game. So, so putting a, a bad stigma on on trades and people who do trades is 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 dumb because it it <laughs> makes it it just makes um, everyone more afraid to do trades wow. because they're they because it's not like I think if there was no group chats just the games and the trades and the pickups then there would be much more trades because because you're at the end of the day you're making trade you're not if you are informed and if you if you pay attention to the game you're not gonna totally fuck up your team because you Hmm. know how points are coming you know how points are guarded um you know um player values and you may have differing views to even the consensus but you will still enjoy the game, and you will, you won't, you won't trade away Haaland for Ross Barkley and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but, but the perceivedly biased trades get ripped up in group chats, and you second guess yourself a lot uh, when making trades. And this second guessing and this um, expectation to win all your trades kills the ability to actually make trades. Mm-hmm. And making trades brings people together. It it, it uh, evolves the game. It um, enriches uh, the community. It it helps with player valuations. It helps with seeing different sides to players and it helps with um communications and and making friends and and uh and just generally having fun playing the game so if you're antagonizing players for doing that then you're a dick (laughs) (laughs) what what a mic drop and Ended so succinctly. I just, I love it so much. No, absolutely. Yeah. You are a dick if you do those <laughs> things. Um, yeah. 
trade away. Send good faith trades and engage in some counters. Like, don't just decline things. Come back to people with some counters. Um, open up a chat in in a separate kind of DM, right? Like, talk to people. See if you can come to an understanding. Because if somebody's reaching out for a trade, it means they have an opening in their team that they're looking to fill. And potentially, they could offer you something similar. Trades do not have to be this person wins and this person loses, right? There is there is such thing as a win-win. Um, yes, Hingis, thank you. <laughs> All right, listeners, my Lord, if you've made it this far, thank you so much. And for those in the, in the chat that have been here the whole time, holy hell, I cannot, I do not even know how to thank you so much. Um, you guys are the best. You're the absolute best. Thanks for supporting us. Uh, listen to the Banta boys. Sanji, again, thanks for being on. We will be back next week uh, with preparations for game week five. And in the meantime, go your nation, whoever you are listening to this. Go, about the football, no, go, go. Your nation's so good, and they're going to play really well. Go your nation. Uh, and that with that... With that, with that, we're going to take off. All right. KPC out. Love you all. Community, you're the best. Take care.